welcome to Saint Misbehaven, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Shadorn, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, who, despite the fact that it's Pride Month, continues to be a shameful person. Anna Domini, everybody. <laughs> Anna, how are you doing today? Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure after, <laughs> after hearing that description. I, I'm not ashamed. Um, <laughs> in fact, it, my, my saint... That's part, part of what makes you so shameful. It's like... Really? You're not? Oh, I should have like, more shame. So yeah. wait, are you saying to me as an LGBT person, you're saying I should be less prideful even though it's Pride Month? That's no, what I'm, I'm saying that I want you to know that this has nothing to do with your sexuality. It has 100% to do with your personality. I mean, you brought pride you into it life. in the first place. So. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying um, like, not, uh, maybe maybe not everybody should be so proud. I mean, it's like <laughs> a good on you for your for being open with your sexuality with you know your friends and family in the world but um maybe you're still ashamed. But not in my backyard uh, <laughs> yes. as, they, as the uh, bigots say maybe you're still awful for other reasons <laughs> well i mean that's almost certainly true and that yeah. that's kind of the point you know of, of not tokenizing people is that we can have lgbt villains as well so that's right by being awful, I'm doing the work. <laughs> Do you know how many gay people I genuinely dislike because of who they are, not what they are? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's sounding less progressive when you say it. it. It's a, yeah, that sounded bad. But I just wanted to let you know, it is 100% based on their personality and their shitty actions. And yeah. not. And it's not even at the top of that list. I'll tell you, wow. there's, a lot, there's a number that, of people that... That's quite... quite that have really uh, pissed me off. Um <laughs> <laughs> but on a personal what? level yeah some things are just yeah i mean better. obviously you can't you can't say but anyways so anna hello doing all right then have you done anything saintly or had anything miraculous happen to you lately i actually had quite a, a miracle happen to me and it was kind of pride month related actually so yeah a girl kissed me no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i went to a hindu in edinburgh last weekend that was that sounded like this is leading up to a girl kiss yeah well we were playing truth or dare and <laughs> no i mean that that part of it was like you know that whole event was pretty pretty heterosexual as they tend to be yeah uh, heteronormative i should say we had a a morning activity on the saturday it was a scavenger hunt there was like some sightseeing and it was pretty much the only sort of activity for the hindu that was sort of specific to where we were so i was like well, if i'm gonna bother like going to Edinburgh then I should like make the most of being there so I hired a mobility scooter so that I could get around Edinburgh <laughs> and that in itself was eye-opening like in in terms yeah. of you know you were saying some people need to have more shame I would say a mm -hmm. lot of people need to have a lot more anxiety because people were so oblivious and like mm. just totally in the way all the time and I got mobility scooter road rage but anyway I had to take the mobility scooter in a taxi from mm -hmm. my hotel to the Hindu place and uh, so I was getting a taxi with this mobility scooter it does fold up but I hadn't worked out how to fold it up by that point mm -hmm. so we just put the whole thing in this black cab I was making small talk with the the taxi driver and somehow I don't even know how it happened <laughs> but the conversation managed to turn to trans people like I think we were talking about golf courses and how like recently in Scotland they've had a reckoning because they've had to like let women onto <laughs> into exclusive golf clubs and is there nothing sacred anymore <laughs> well he was sounding kind of like he's on the right page and then he just like out of nowhere was like but you know I think it's ridiculous that people can identify as anything they want and I was just like because uh, I was sort of out of it from how tired I was and right. 
you know, when when someone is driving you in a taxi, you feel like you don't want to piss them off or like, you know, right. confront them in any way because they are sort of responsible for your safety. So I just like didn't really say anything. I, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Um, <laughs> very, very cowardly. But then when I when I got, got to the destination and I was like, we were getting out the taxi, somehow the brakes on the the mobility scooter like I, I don't know if they were on and if they'd just not been on the whole time but <laughs> somehow you accidentally ran this man over several times pretty much no not not quite but as he came around the side to like help get the scooter out it like rolled into the door like in a way that made quite a loud bang and and he was quite worried that the door would be broken luckily it was like I say luckily in that I didn't have to pay for any repairs hopefully it is like it's just you know slowly damaging the electronics but as Mm. he was figuring out whether it was broken or not he like trapped his head in the door (laughs) um it was an electric sliding door so it wasn't like a really big impact but it was still like enough to feel like god is real and they were watching and they say trans rights um, yeah. So that was, was my a bit of instant karma for this gentleman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's nice. And you looked up and across the street, Jesus was just there and he gave you a little wink and then he disappeared. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then a rainbow appeared. Great. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was kind of mm. kind of serendipitous mm. and kind of miraculous. That's pretty good. That's nice. Yeah. That's a bit more miraculous than most of the things that happened to us. So <laughs> I thought nice. so. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I witnessed this happen and I was like, yeah, yay for trans rights. And then I was like, this is going to make a great miracle story. <laughs> There you go. Those are my priorities uh, in life. Yeah. Did Danny go up with you to Edinburgh? No, no. It was. I told you it was a very heteronormative event. It was. Oh, he's not friends with the bride, so like I'm friends. <laughs> they are not on good terms. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's. I not... get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I just wondered if he has escorted you up to Edinburgh. No, to no. I, I was a big girl. Did it all by myself. Oh, all right. Wow, an unaccompanied woman on a I train know, without a Ugh. chaperone. Yeah. Scandal. <laughs> Well, that, that's why I couldn't... This is why you'll never get married. <laughs> Just made myself ineligible. Oh no, it's, my God. it's why I, I didn't feel I could be more courageous in that confrontation in the taxi. Right, right. Because um, I was, like, by myself. And... They're going to be like, sir, I am very tired right now, but can I get your email address? So <laughs> and I, I will send you... a strongly worded letter later. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should have. Fine. You, you can't fight every battle. No. You know? But but my mobility scooter could. So. It seemed like the universe <laughs> took over for that one. They were like, yeah. we see that you're tired, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he couldn't yell at me because it was a mobility aid so yeah. <laughs> like that would have made him even more of an asshole but like a, an asshole that he would recognize was an asshole if he started yelling at you you could just lay on the ground next to the mobility scooter and be like help this man just push me over <laughs> <laughs> yeah passers by um, come and beat this guy up <laughs> <laughs> next time how about you i also have a pride related saintly deed that i did our mutual friend sarah mann who made our theme song she messaged us and was like are you guys going to pride and i said i'll go to pride with you and so first off i got to go to see her new apartment which is cool Uh and then also i went to pride with her as an ally wow is the is this your miracle you went to pride as an ally no no i i this is my saintly thing i just went as was my friend as an ally i'm you know our our friend sarah (sighs) straight white men expect cookies for the smallest thing. You don't let me finish what I didn't do. And I saw that guy that I hate who <laughs> happens to be gay and I didn't beat him up. Well done, Matthew. And I said, happy pride, <laughs> you dick. 
<laughs> just send them real mixed messages. No, I went to Pry with Sarah. Uh, Sarah's uh, asexual. Sometimes I think people who are asexual feel uh, marginalized not, from marginalized a bit prized, from the, yeah. yeah from Pride events and and so yeah so I was happy to go with with Sarah and we hung out and we watched the parade. We stopped and had a beer and Googled all the different flags. There's many more flags than the last time I was at Pride, which was probably a decade ago. Okay, you're, you're starting to sound like a boomer now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm just like oh, oh, all these like, new fangled flags. flags. They need to get off my lawn. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just like, well, what's that flag? That's a pretty flag. Well, that's, like, that's not for me. That one's not for me. That's how you win people over. Yeah. by good flag design. Oh, nice flag. <laughs> yeah, which you know, well, there was one that's like that's like intersex, which is not mm-hmm. stripes. It's just like a circle in the middle. That's smart. And I'm like, come on, man, we're doing stripes. <laughs> or, not man, but come on, intersex person. <laughs> we're doing stripes here. We're doing a thing. No, but anyway. it makes sense, right? Like, because a circle is like you know less. Go on. I'm just trying to think in terms of a shape and what it represents. It's, it's like got a more... vibe, yeah, that makes more yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, the nice thing I did is that we watched the parade for a while and then and we got a drink and then caught the end of the parade and wandered around. I'm uh, still waiting they... for the saintly thing. <laughs> and then I bought her a burrito. We right. went to go get burritos and I was like, I got this. And she's like, <laughs> are you sure? And I was like, hey, it's your special day. <laughs> Such an ally. Wow. I'm just, but I'm saying like, I feel like as an ally this is this is something i want to say to other you know straight people who are out there they want to be good allies to the lgbt community buy a burrito (laughs) for your queer friends i call this operation queerito very nice and i'm trying to get burritos into the hands of every queer person i feel like in the for the month of june (laughs) no lgbtq plus person should have to pay for a burrito that is what i'm trying to get that's quite a big promise like I'm, I'm Quite a few me, of our like... Oxford-based queer friends listen to this podcast, <laughs> and so you, you may have overcommitted yourself listen, I don't think I've ever bought you a burrito. I bought Kat a burrito once. I'm happy to buy her That's a second true. burrito for Pride. <laughs> I'm not sure this is the good act you think it is, because logistically, burritos, especially the ones you can get in Oxford, are not structurally very sound, and they can tend to drip down you as you eat them. So it sounds like quite an inconvenient snack. Burritos are love. People want burritos. People are happy to have burritos. They love them. I mean, I do like the name. I, th- I think that could catch on, but... I think that that is something that crosses gender boundaries, sexual identity. I think it doesn't matter. People are into burritos. But what you want in them? That's the thing is they're so inclusive. You can put whatever you want in there based on the things that they have in those little trays. Right, which is a limited amount well, of things <laughs> you know i mean there's limited amounts of things that you can pick from everywhere so you know but th- the point is <laughs> i'm not I'm not sure that's the message of uh, of gender and sexuality well, in the right, spectrum right, right. but <laughs> i don't know I've, i mean there are a lot more flags than i used to see but a lot more like, flags than burrito flavor when i was a, you know when i was young you had the oh, God. you had the pride flag you had the leather flag and you had the bear flag and that was it those were your flags <laughs> and the american flag <laughs> yeah the greatest pride flag <laughs> well that's the straight pride flag that's right? the straight pride flag. yeah there's no straight pride flag yeah it's called the american flag buddy yeah. look it up <laughs> anyways so i'm trying to get operation queerito off the ground i like it as a way for allies to be better allies to the queer community and you know if you if you're not with someone you can just venmo them like just send them some money the, the amount that a burrito would be or if you're queer just send receipts 
to so like to send your them straight requests. Friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to your straight friends. Be like, hey, I bought a burrito today. Can do you want to pick up the tab? This is for what this? I'm saying, though, Matthew. Because as the host of this podcast, you're a friend to all. So people might send their receipts to saintmisbehavingpod at gmail dot com. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> Neither of us have jobs. Disclaimer. No, we're yeah, so we don't, we're not <laughs> making don't. really money on this. But we would like if you. Uh, I'm saying do it to your friends. Don't do it to us. We are. We we're are, not your friends. <laughs> we have a parasocial relationship. We get it. It seems like we're friends, and we love talking to you and experiencing this podcast with you. We do not have enough money to buy everybody burritos. Um, <laughs> Unless you understood. subscribe to our Patreon. Even if you do that, I don't think we can cover that. Yeah, that's, burritos. that's fair. I anyway. didn't go to Pride because I was too fatigued. But I did spend the money that I would have spent on drinks and stuff making a donation to a couple of queer organizations locally to so. get burritos was it well, yeah maybe Queerito? maybe they'll get burritos I'm, I'm incorporating operation queerito mm. as a registered charity here in there the uk go. that's what i want to do just pitch it to like stonewall as a campaign that they could do or oxford pride being I just oxford pride yeah See, i get oxford pride get chipotle involved burritos <laughs> you know for everybody so anna today is june 18th 2023 who is today's saint so today we are looking ahead to thursday the 22nd of june four days time mm. which is the feast day of saint paulinus of nola or nola i'm not sure new orleans no nola no, no. Uh, nola i think it's in france oh we saint will Paulina? find out paulinus. paulinus yeah no sorry not not a, not a lady but an interesting chap as well here oh. so he was around in the fourth and early fifth century mm-hmm. so his dates were three five four to four three one so pretty old by the yeah, time pretty he got. got up there yeah got a good run i don't expect to live that long so yeah good for him so his full name was in fact pontius meropius paulinus <laughs> yeesh uh i can see why you cut it out wait wait his name was pontius yeah like pontius pilot mm-hmm. why would you name your kid pontius because maybe they weren't a christian family or were they not no oh they were in fact a noble senatorial family in bordeaux in the southwest of france Ooh, sounds fancy yeah pretty fancy like a fancy little rich boy over here Jeez. yeah you know you know the classic riches to sainthood tale right, coming up pipeline. oh wow yeah so, yeah amazing yeah so he was born in 354 to a family of uh noblemen in the the roman empire big big deals right. so pontius would probably have been quite a popular name i imagine that's, i mean it's it's one that's fallen out of favor now <laughs> but at the yeah. time it was very much the noah of its day yeah as to say or oh uh, what's a popular apparently luna is very popular these days ah that's, that's, pretty that's one that people are, are hearing a lot. His family owned estates not only in France, but also in Iberia and Italy. Oh, um, not a connected estate that included... No. That's a lot of land to cover. But it's yeah. like but three different places. Okay. Fingers in several large pies. Yeah. Paulinus was educated in Bordeaux by a poet called Orsonius, mm-hmm. and the two men became great friends. <laughs> Um, so you didn't have a really great math education <laughs> no yeah. well y- you know you need a bit of rhythm and meter and stuff for poems i guess yeah I don't, no okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you have a very good math education uh, no i don't wow think that, uh, i have yeah. an a level sir i would argue that you probably haven't done any serious math in 15 years 15 <laughs> yeah i'm not that old a level math was when i was 18 yeah but i imagine that a level was pretty easy anyway right. paul Linus avoided that by going down the poetry route yeah so bit of context in 375 Emperor Valentinian, who I guess was the Roman Emperor at the time, was mm-hmm. succeeded by his son, Gratian. Two years mm-hmm. later, Gratian appointed Paulinus as Suffolk 
consul at Rome. So I guess because he was an educated noble guy, he was like friends with the the higher ups and got this very Roman establishment job. It's effortlessly rising upwards. <laughs> yeah, like very a much balloon m- filled with the hot air of privilege. <laughs> yes. Quite. But wait, what was this position? What, do we know what this actually, like, what this entails? No. <laughs> okay. It, like, you know, in charge of stuff. A okay. bit of stuff. Right. In 380, he was made governor of Campania, a province in southern Italy. That was a tough election because they're constantly campaigning there. <laughs> Very nice. So I, I guess the point is he was quite well-traveled, you know, he's going all over the empire. Yeah. Um, Where, where's so, Campania again? Oh, it's southern Italy. So oh, that's in st- southern still Italy, Italy, but it's fa- a fair way away from France. He's making his way down. He goes from Bordeaux yeah. to Rome yeah. to southern Italy. So indeed, pretty soon he's going to end up in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! Just the <laughs> geographical trajectory he's going on. Right? Yeah, I mean, we have three points we can extrapolate. I mean, if you knew math, you'd understand that once you have like three points, you can start to extrapolate. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's fair. That is my my lack of trigonometry. The Campanians venerated were people who venerated St. Felix of Nola Mm -hmm. and Paulinus built a road for pilgrims to visit the shrine and a hospice for the poor nearby. So although he's like very Roman establishment-y, he's he's not on the the team persecutions. He's not team Diocletian. He does seem to be like, I don't know, a governor, like a functioning, (laughs) (laughs) you know, a functionary of the state, like a person who does like the things that I mean, I guess the Romans are known for building roads. Yeah, like they built a road and a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see. (laughs) So you're saying like big deal. He's just doing his job. No, I mean, well, I mean, now it feels like a big deal because no politician seems to want to yeah, actually seem to want to accomplish Are a lot of stuff. Are you saying he didn't spend hundreds of thousands of pounds of public money investigating why he wasn't given a peerage by his best friend? Yeah. I mean, I just thought, you know, he'd, he'd spend the entire time campaigning because he was in Campanium. But, um... <laughs> well, <laughs> but that's he actually it. did do some work. Sorry, not a hospital. A hospice. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Uh, same thing. They were the same thing at the time. They were just like, yeah. oh, we don't know how to fix this, so can you just... <laughs> Yeah, over there, and we'll let nature take its course. Before science, every hospital <laughs> is a hospice. Was that broken leg? I just... Uh... <laughs> I don't fancy your chances. Yeah. Paul Linus's political career came to an end when Emperor Gratian was assassinated in 383 in Lyon, France. <gasps> By Leon the Professional? No. That's, what? That's the movie about the assassin, Leon the Professional. Forget it. Just shut okay. up. Go on. No, Leon the place in France. Okay. So Paul Linus then travelled to Milan to study at the school of St. Ambrose, mm-hmm. who was an early Christian theologian and statesman. Okay. But then in 384, Paulinus returned to Bordeaux and married a Christian noblewoman from Barcelona. So wait, he called... was Christian this whole time? This Is this the Holy Roman Empire or is it the regular Roman Empire? No, no, no it's the regular one. So it's right. still very early on. Right. I think Christianity didn't become part of the Roman Empire until... I want to say four, five, four, but it might have been like five, four, five. <laughs> this okay. is it, one of the key, like one of my papers was called like the early church from like 50 uh, CE to like number. And that, that number was the year that Constantine converted, but I can't now remember what it was. So that's a damning indictment on the quality of education you get at Oxford. According to a quick Google search, it says that the Roman Empire finally fell apart in 476. Yeah, yeah, but it was Christian before then. What was it then? Hang on. <laughs> mm. I was way out. So... I guess it was the the state religion at that point. So being a governor, it would have been like probably quite like, what's the word, like establishment-y. 
at the mm-hmm. time. So like he he probably would have been Christian in a like in a cultural sense, but not necessarily having like a particular personal faith yet. Right. I would say. Okay. So based on what comes after. <laughs> right. So Constantine converts in three thirteen. And yeah. then, so his dad would have been like, okay, I'll be Christian or whatever. So he would have been kind of raised in yeah, a, a, like the first generation of people who were raised in the Christian empire. But uh, maybe, like, I maybe mean, their he was parents born, weren't that what? into it. Oh, he was born in 354. Wow. So yeah, yeah, he was, he was literally, he wouldn't have remembered a time no. before. But his dad might have, right? Like his dad yeah. might have been like, oh, okay, fine. Well, maybe that's why he called him Pontius, just, you know, as a little rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> Throw back to the good times. So he goes back to Bordeaux. Yeah, and marries mm-hmm. a Christian noblewoman from Barcelona called uh-huh. Theresia. Okay. Little is known about the following years. Five years later. <laughs> just just an endless honeymoon with Teresa, huh? Just kind of... <laughs> Theresia, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, in somewhere between the, the south of France and Spain. It's not a bad mm. place to to have your honeymoon. Yeah, but yeah, five great. years later, Paulinus was baptized a Christian by a guy called Bishop Delphinus. So okay. I guess, yeah, he would have been like culturally an establishment-y Christian and then he became like, right. you know, fully now he actually card-carrying, he's like, baptized. Yeah. He's like finally looking into it and he's like, oh, you know, actually this is... Uh... Well, now that there's way less like death involved. Yeah, right. So it seems a lot safer, <laughs> it's right? It's a bit more appealing, yeah. And your wife's um, into it. She's like, well, Teresa's really into it, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, it's uh, thought that his conversion may have been prompted by a disease of the eye, which was cured by St. Martin of Tours, which oh. I think is southern france paulinus himself credited his conversion to saint felix who was the saint of the campanians mm-hmm. and he wrote a poem about saint felix every year or to saint felix every year <laughs> oh, and these saint... are regarded as the primary source of saint felix's life so <laughs> everything we know about saint felix is from paulinus's i want to say fan mail wait but saint felix was dead at this point right uh i guess if he had a, a church but he was already a saint right yeah was he already yeah, he dead at this been. point uh let's see well or no because need... there were there was back in in that day there were some living saints what no there wasn't i thought the being dead is the it's, it's a prerequisite first step to becoming a yeah okay yes so felix died in 260 so i guess it wasn't it wasn't fa- well like i guess poems can be like titled for example the po- the title of the poem could have been to saint felix right or like ode to felix or or whatever you know it's like that one elton john song that's written to marilyn monroe but she was dead at the time yeah it's just like that mm. yeah it's um, the same, same so maybe thing. not not fan mail but um yeah. like a tribute to tributes there we go yeah hearing of paulinus's conversion his old tutor orsonius wrote verses in reproach so he would he was clearly like you know you've forgotten everything i taught you about is this like early rap battles <laughs> that's what i thought as well because <laughs> then paulinus responded with his own poems <laughs> so yeah it's uh early church rap battles i just love the idea of somebody getting a letter and opening it up and reading these very cutting verses and then they're just like a bunch of people around that guy going like oh shit yeah. <laughs> Or oh like, no he did it oh someone does a sick burn and you cross yourself yeah <laughs> i sadly don't have the actual poems because i think that would be quite funny to see to see the 
you know the bars that he spat back but uh, um, probably written in some dumb language like <laughs> latin true. or french or something we yeah made so, to us, so, so the the rap nature would have been lost on our on our ears mm. but paulinus responded with his own poems arguing that giving to the poor didn't mean contempt for earthly possessions but instead an appreciation for them as the highest aim of charity okay i guess he was like um you can get stacks and stacks but still give back is that probably what one of the lines yeah was? yeah that's a, it, but in latin yeah. <laughs> that's, it still rhymes in latin and you know that's that's like a lot of a lot of rap today right like is in latin <laughs> yeah but those are just gregorian chants that's not real rap that's that's not what you think it is i don't think yeah no mm. but i'm very out of touch following his baptism paulinus was falsely accused accused of having murdered his brother <laughs> why what <laughs> well we haven't heard of his brother before so yeah you know off, i guess yeah. it's uh it's suspicious is it not mm. <laughs> um <laughs> Sky shows up claiming to be his brother, then all of a sudden he mysteriously disappears. <laughs> yeah. It's like there will be blood. I guess, like, maybe it had something to do with, like, his deciding to not be, you know, a super rich guy. Maybe his aristocratic friends, like, rejected him, and so they, they did false accusations hmm. as a, a possibility. Why? Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> all right, whatever. You know, when you convert to Christianity and then you lord it over everyone else and hmm. you make enemies. So you're saying that these <laughs> people were like, he is. murdered his brother. And <laughs> Paul Onus was like, I, I don't, don't have like, a brother. Have and they're like, brother. exactly. Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't murder your brother, please produce him. It's like, what? But I, but my parents are dead now. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I who never... killed them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so you can, he's not just stopped at his brother, folks. He's killing his whole family. <laughs> What's next? Well, he also around this time, he and Theresia had a child who was uh, sadly died uh, at oh. eight days old. Mm. So perhaps due to these misfortunes, the couple moved to Spain and entered into the religious life, selling oh, okay. all of their belongings and giving the money to the poor. That's very nice of them. So, I mean, that's a sad... I mean... It's a I sad conversion event. Yeah. I mean, tragedy of that nature is difficult for any family. Yes. I don't know if this is the best response, but okay. I understand it. People have different coping mechanisms. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I can understand being like, you know what? Life is bullshit. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and they speak a lot of European language. Well, I guess maybe just Latin again at this point. So Spain maybe. was, the, you know, the logical place. So now they're in Spain. Uh, yeah. in the religious life like yes. okay what is it do you know what that entails or yeah building churches we'll get oh, to that okay. <laughs> i think on christmas day 393 paulinus was ordained as a presbyter by bishop lampius of barcelona although <laughs> he was reluctant to take the position uh so, wait so this lumpy bishop makes him a what now <laughs> a presbyter what is a pres presbyter presbyter uh, a presbyter is a minister in the early church okay but not a <laughs> priest just like a lower yeah <laughs> so is that why presbyterians have ministers and not priests maybe because by default mm. they're all presbyters right um. <laughs> so okay so he becomes this presbyter so he can still be married to teresa yeah i guess i guess that's which is 
the the loophole that's uh which i don't know if this came up but she sounds like a real hot number uh (laughs) maybe i'm just projecting but i'm just like it sure sounds like it sexy spanish lady by the name of teresa oh my goodness we struggle we struggle enough to get these stories of saints (laughs) to pass the bechdel test and like (laughs) you know here comes the one female character we've had so far and uh you objectify her straight away oh i i'm a jerk for saying she's attractive wow i think she would have appreciated that compliment (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) and this is why nice guys never get to sleep (laughs) that's what you sound like all right fine (laughs) paulinus didn't want to stay in barcelona and so he and Teresa moved to nola Mm -hmm. where paulinus remained until his death nola is in italy right yes Okay. Yeah, where the Campanians are. Right. I guess this is why he is Paulinus of Nola, despite the fact that he was from Bordeaux, because right. this is, I guess, where his saintly work started. Really gets into high gear. Yeah, he's like, right, now we're in this place. Gotta take this shit seriously. I actually like this place, so I'm actually going to put some work into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I care about these people's souls, so I'm going to gonna make some effort yeah. to save them. And not just bridges and death houses this time, putting in the real work. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, no, no useful amenities like that now. He's building churches. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about that. It's all about that spiritual all life. He undertook significant building works, restoring the ancient basilica and rebuilding a new church... Uh, <laughs> Rebuilding a new church sounds like something that a Tory politician would say about a hospital. Mm. He restored the ancient basilica and rebuilt a church in s- the saint's honour. So I guess uh, okay. in honour of So Felix. you become like a, just a general contractor. You're just doing just contract work. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I, a lot of saints from this time are, I would say. Right. It does seem like you get, you do get like why, you know, people are like, oh, I... I'm obviously a good person if I build a building. Like, mm. that's that's how you launder your reputation. It's been happening for <laughs> thousands of years. What like, kind of buildings do you have in mind, Matthew? Any could, it, could it be the Oxford University Sackler Library, for example? That's just oh, to change right, name. the Sackler Library, yeah. Or more, you know, the Sackler Wing of various museums and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it undoes pretty much anything bad you may have done in the past. For sure, especially if it's for God, not even for, for the noble pursuit of education but for, i know for right Jesus. like the arts that's bullshit we're talking about <laughs> glorifying god here that guy did I mean, nothing wrong that guy made platypuses which are weird and cool <laughs> at the same time and you're like man that guy uh, he's he's thinking in ways i'm not thinking it's like come on you gotta <laughs> give it up to that for sure i guess like he would have cared about the arts as well because of his his passion for poetry yeah so maybe yeah maybe he's building the same way that you are building a comedy scene in oxford uh or or contributing to the the building of the comedy scene in oxford he was he was developing the poetry scene in nola so he thinks that once i have he has all these churches poetry really going to start taking off yeah in nola okay what rhymes with church lurch (laughs) so he's gonna get people to lurch towards the church yeah there you go Okay. See, I've already been inspired. How many churches did this town or region need? <laughs> is also the question. I've, you can never have too many churches, Matthew. Because <laughs> I mean, of all the places you've mentioned, like Bordeaux and Rome mm. and Barcelona, I've heard of them. Right. But I've never heard of but Nola. You've not so heard I'm of sus- Nola. I'm suspecting it's not as big a place, and therefore requires. I mean, that much infrastructure for church. <laughs> if you anagram the letters, Nola is like the end of Barcelona. 
So that makes it kind of significant, right? That makes no sense. <laughs> okay, let me let me see how big NOLA is. I googled NOLA and it just comes up with loads of stuff about New Orleans. Oh, uh, that's what I said. Google stealing my bits. It's a municipality in Naples now, okay. which is in the region of Campania. All right, it currently has a population of 34,000 people. Okay, that's, and, not, that's not tiny. But, I mean... Think how many churches there are in Oxford, and there's only like 100,000 people here. Yeah, that's... No, there's like 150,000 people. There's like five times more people here in Oxford. Ah. Uh-huh. And this is also centuries ago, so I'm guessing there probably weren't that many people well, there. Well, there were less people, but I think it was a more significant place, because it was an actual city mm. back in the day. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> Plus, yeah, you know, you can never have too many churches. Hmm. Disagree, but all right. <laughs> so, okay. So he's, Look, they so he's already had all... one death house and one road. So once you've got a road, you can put you can put churches on either side of it. Right. You're not thinking with your thinking head. You cross that with another road. You can put one on each corner. <laughs> so, okay. So he decides he's gonna build churches in Nola, right? Yeah. And and then and then how's that turn out? He is believed to have introduced the use of bells into church services. <laughs> Wow. So he's a real Wait, innovator. Wait, this is the guy who innovated <laughs> bells? Whoa. I'm sorry you, I said anything. You've but... been living with his legacy the whole time. And, I know. Uh... You're just like, you never really think about like, who is, the... I mean, this is why my mind's blown. Because I was like, I take it so for granted that churches have bells. And it's like, <laughs> this is the guy yeah. who was like. They were all bellless before. Yeah. Put some bells on that. Which you know is what? like, maybe, <laughs> maybe then, maybe he, he slowed down on building the churches now that each one could make more noise <laughs> right but how people know that the church is here yeah we don't mm. have the internet so yeah we could put a tall tower and then people could see it yeah but what if you're blind oh good <laughs> point good point what if we put something loud in the tall tower ah now oh, yeah. you're thinking so what like um i'm saying like a flock of geese Ooh, that seems messy <laughs> the, and difficult to maintain a lot of maintenance yeah uh what if we had a guy who yelled up there it's like mm, it's a bit muslim uh, could we do wait, anything that's maybe more wait, christian specific this is this is before the time of muhammad <laughs> but i appreciate your commitment to the bit yeah i know i, I knew that too I was just... sure 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 <laughs> but anyways hey i got i know a guy uh i know a guy in naples uh he makes these big metal things called bells <laughs> tell me more about this bell technology yeah, see you know as a as a well-connected aristocrat he basically you know it's it's like the P- the ppu contracts of his day right he was like uh, yeah got this idea for this perfect solution yeah that also helps me sell a bunch of my buddies bells and mm-hmm. i get 10 percent on each of those bells so uh <laughs> let's yeah. get some more churches and some more bells it was all about commission. We are blowing this conspiracy wide open. Oh, my God. So the medieval Nola was a kind of handbell that was named for the saint. And medieval steeple bells were referred to as campanas or com- campanas, oh. like, like the campanians. Sort of... Oh, um, I see. Wait, is this where Campari comes from? No, uh, it's spelled different, isn't it? No, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess no. Eh, it probably is. So this guy's like, he's the first one to be like, bells. Mm-hmm. He just walks in the room. He's like, guys, I got one word for you. <laughs> bells. And then he pulls out a big flip chart and it's covered with all these diagrams about how it could, how it could work. He's got a bell, bell. curve on there. To hey. show how he's going to attract loads of people. Uh, that is crazy that he was the guy who was like... <laughs> what bells. a treat for so, you. But it was started out with handbells. Yeah. Somebody came up with handbells and he's like, no, bigger. Think bigger. <laughs> yeah. 
Just, just I've slapped that bell out of your hand. No, <laughs> if I can pick it up, it's too small. I want a giant bell, a big fucking, the biggest fucking bell you can get. You call that a bell, you fucking cowards. <laughs> Anyways, well, so, I am okay. extremely apologetic to tell you that historians have since established that the use of bells in Christian worship cannot be traced. No, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear how this ends. No, I won't believe it. <laughs> Stop this! I, 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 ah, no. Why are you doing this to me? I was having so much fun with this guy being the inventor of bells in churches, and now you're telling me it's not historically accurate. Yeah, um, I mean, none of it is Ugh. really. But. Well, wait. So when did so when did, so when did historians quote unquote say that uh, the bells? Well, look, this country's be... had enough of experts. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have an alternative explanation. But they just they were just like everybody's always been using bells. Yeah, yeah. Mm, Although I guess it would have like you know when when Christians were being persecuted and had to be secretive, they would not <laughs> have been. I would say bells would would have been much more of a hindrance. Oh, I love that, that every day they just gather at the police station and they're just like, nope, we'll just wait for the bells, boys. <laughs> I'm telling you, these Christians are stupid. <laughs> so, oh, there it goes. All right, just follow the sound of the bell. No, they just keep it up. I don't know. They have not learned yet. I haven't seen it, but <laughs> it, it sounds like the film A Quiet Place. A uh, Quiet Place. Yeah, no, wait, very much like that. A Quiet Place, yeah. Yeah, but instead of Romans, it's aliens. Right, yeah. And Same difference. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Any noise. Mm-hmm. He's traditionally credited with with the bell, so I think I think you can still hold on to that myth um, because you're emotionally attached to it. Maybe it was like they were doing the handbells, and he was like, "No, bigger bells." Yeah. He's the yeah. one who said the big bells. It's like. <laughs> People are not going to take it seriously as a religion with these piddly little bells. Yeah, they're just pathetic. So maybe because the handbell was called the Nola, maybe that was like the biggest regret of his life. That he had some <laughs> small bells named after him as well as oh. the steeple ones. So let's say for the purposes of, of this podcast and your sanity, he invented bells. Thank you. Wait, he invented bells? Sorry, he innovated <laughs> the synthesis between the church and the bell. You know what? I now I'm wondering who invented bells because this is. Oh my I never, you know, you know, I'm, you know, the thing is, you've made me aware of something that I've taken for granted my entire life. Just like bells, yeah, sure, bells. <laughs> well, you're welcome. Like they're just they're there everywhere. They're at the church. People ring them. It's like, but wait, who invented the bell? Who was the first? <laughs> was it Alexander Graham Bell? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that does not make chronological sense i don't know i would say it wasn't definitely was it wasn't paulinus because he was an arts guy rather than a, a science guy and i think That's you true. need yeah. like an engineer to make a bell but yeah I, I would say that as his uh his background as a poet probably like connects with his appreciation for the rich sound that can be accompanied by a bell worship yeah we need to jazz up this worship with some bells yeah <laughs> anyways like, cause we think um, that jazz involves bells because we have not figured out what jazz is yet here in the third century <laughs> there you go all right so what else did you do <laughs> he was active in the life of the early church mm-hmm. in january 406 he hosted a circle of christians including the bishop of beventum and mm. saint melania the younger so <laughs> topical <laughs> so i guess like being a sort of noble christian guy he would have supported the church by holding good christian nobleman networking events yeah he had a big shindigs and he all all the uh, the who's who of future <laughs> dead martyrs and yeah like well, i guess it wouldn't be martyrs at this point but probably yeah. most of them but future miracle dead workers. nice people yeah yeah miracle workers just nice pulp. I don't yeah know. he also wrote numerous letters to prominent theologians 
<laughs> so using his transferable skills from earlier. Were the letters, what, like angry letters? Like you're way off base. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> this one has a turd in it. God, this guy's disgusting. <laughs> it was like, dear St. Jerome, please, please invest in my bells. Yeah. Like I've, I've got... I've got entangled in this multi-level marketing scheme and I now in my my church is just full of like thousands of denarii worth of bells and I need to get rid of them. Please. Yeah. Have you considered bells? Mm? <laughs> I, I know a good bell guy. I get you a good deal. Come on. Work with me here. Oh my God. Maybe if you spent less money on postage and more more time trying to sell these bells, you'd be okay. I just like to think he was genuinely excited about the bells and he was just writing to people like, guys, <laughs> bells, yeah. you really got to try it. It's great. <laughs> I talked to you about this in person, but I am deaf from the bell. <laughs> so I have to write you letters. Surely that would mean he'd be better at talking about it in person because he'd be really loud. So you could like, Maybe. you know, have a really big crowd and everyone would hear him. <laughs> Why are you yelling? What? <laughs> Bells are amazing. They're so amazing, these bells. I got too close. Hey, pro tip. Don't get too close to the bells. Disclaimer on, on every yeah. bell. Is he also the guy who thought up like, maybe we should get a hunchback to ring these bells? Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone no one cares about. <laughs> oh, that's awful. But you said it. I'm just referencing literature. You made it. But many of his letters survive, including a correspondence with Augustine, big name, Ooh. and Jerome, who is known for translating the Bible into Latin. Just a number of cease and desist letters from St. Augustine. It's like, I don't know, what are you saying? <laughs> like, piddly regional saint? Fuck you. Yeah. St. Augustine, motherfucker. Nola, I hardly knew her. Hey. Um, okay. What? No. I, I was going to say, <laughs> Nola, I've never heard of it. But then as I said it, I was like, wait, there's a there's a famous <laughs> joke structure that I can use here. But I think I may have misused it. I think abuse is a better term. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe later on. <laughs> you can edit it so that it sounds really appropriate. Anyway. No, I'm going to edit it so you sound worse. Sometime between 408 and 410, Theresia passed away. Um, and around this time, Paulinus was ordained Bishop of Nola mm. and served in the role for 20 years. Oh, so now that he's single, he's like, Seven okay, free. well, guess I'll become a priest. Yeah. I'm not going to get a hotter wife than uh, Theresia, so uh, <laughs> might as well become it. a priest. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was the last thing he did uh, for 20 years until he died at NOLA on the 22nd of June, 431. Well. So, yeah, bit of traveling, bit of real estate, a lot of bell entrepreneurship and happy marriage. Was he buried inside a bell? It doesn't say if he was buried inside a bell. Should have been. <laughs> Surprisingly. Mm. But I can tell you other things about his relics, because you clearly are very keen to hear them. Um, sure. <laughs> so uh, his oh, bones... Wait, were... any... wait, let's do the miracles thing okay, first. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. Go on then, ask me about so did he, uh, So, But did he have any miracles? Well, Gregory the Great wrote down a legend about <laughs> Paulinus' time as bishop. Is he that great, though? I mean, his name's Greg. <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm sorry, that you undercut the second part with the first part. Like, you're okay. already starting out, like, Greg, and then you're just like, my my expectations are low, and like, the great, right now I'm very dubious. Okay, but well, anyways. maybe in Latin it would have been like Gregorius, which sounds more prestigious, I want to uh, say. Um, have we done Gregory the Great? I feel like no. we might have done. No? Mm, well, no. We've done Abba the Great and... Oh, uh, yeah. Andrew the Great? Which is great. I think we've done like, Abba is, Abba is more indisputably great. Maybe say. it means great in terms of, like, size. <laughs> big Greg. <laughs> in Latin, it was Big Greg, but then it's gotten translated. <laughs> Everybody called him Big Greg. But the, they translate to Latin and it translates back to English. It's like, Gregor the Great. It's like, 
And yeah. like, but his friends would be like, "What that fat ass? No, we." That... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's often what happens with with translations. Oh, uh, because we got two Gregs, and we call <laughs> that guy Little Greg and Big Greg. So, because Little Greg's like five feet tall, right? Uh, skinny guy, Big Greg. You know, he's a big guy. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily well, value judgment, just a thing. His feast day is the third of September in the Latin Church, or the twelfth of March in other churches. So maybe oh. we will hear about him soon, ish. Okay. Irrelevant. Um, what? So what does this have to do with Gregory the Great? <laughs> well, uh, he wrote some stuff about Paulinus, hmm. including that during a vandal raid, a poor widow was said to have come to Paulinus for help. Help! There's there's vandals everywhere. They're they're TPing my trees and graffitiing no, <laughs> all <like> my walls. <laughs> <laughs> These dirty vandals. Yeah. So the neighborhood he they took <laughs> over my garbage can. Stop it, you vandals! Was a a a, a prominent member of the neighborhood watch, and mm-hmm. uh, so he dealt with those those vandals. No, look like vandal with a capital V. It was like a no. an an enemy people of Rome, I think. Mm-hmm. This poor widow came to Paulinus explaining that her only son had been kidnapped by the son-in-law of the Vandal King, which I'm sorry. But Vandal King what? sounds great. I mean, it so, would be cool to be the Vandal King, but <laughs> to be the son-in-law of the Vandal King, like talk about failing upwards, I think. <laughs> so I guess like, you know, Vandal Prince had kidnapped this poor widow's son, but Paulinus had already paid the ransom for many captives and had run out of money. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, I, I would help you, but... <laughs> My ransom budget is just run right out. Uh, come to me maybe for... next year and we might have regrouped a bit. So, starting the next fiscal year in September, my uh, hostage budget will refill. But uh, right now, I'm kind of out till the end of the fiscal year. But it's been a difficult, uh, been a difficult time with all yeah. the kidnappings. But uh, you know, it's just Un- understandable. So that sorry, that's yeah. what the the non saint response. Like, yes, I know you're looking at all the gold in the church, but that is not <laughs> earmarked. For yeah. hostages, <laughs> it's for other. It's for godly things. Yeah. It's not. It's, I can't just. I can't just take gold from one count and put it in the other count. It's just not how it works. It's complicated. <laughs> so I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm just say we're gonna have to pass on being able to help you. But if he's still alive in September, come back. <laughs> we could probably help you out. Indeed. So mm-hmm. that would have been what Matthew would have said in that situation. Mm-hmm. But Paulinus said to the woman, such as I have, I give thee. So he wasn't able to give money, but instead he traveled to Africa to take the widow's son's place. Okay. So he was accepted in place of the boy and was employed as a gardener. Oh. (laughs) After a while, the king discovered that Paulinus was in fact Bishop of Nola. So he would have been pretty old at this point. He would have been like, well, not for for the time, he would have been pretty old. He probably would have been been about 50, yeah. Yeah. So the Vandal King set him free along with all of the captive townspeople of Nola. Oh. It turns out that the son-in-law conversed with Paulinus and found him to be very wise and decided to introduce him to the king one dinner time. So as the king sat at the table, Paulinus entered bringing fresh herbs. I guess like the miracle there is showing he learned gardening really quickly and just really right. took to it. He's like, let me tell you how good Italian food is. This is called <laughs> oregano. Yeah. And this is basil. Uh, you could convert me. When the king set eyes on him, he began to tremble. The king revealed that he'd seen Paulinus in a dream. Paulinus had been sitting in judgment over the king, among other judges, and had taken away the whip that he'd used to punish so others with. So it was with. an erotic dream. Because there was a whip, <laughs> yes. Um, when the king discovered that Paulinus was in fact the bishop of Nola, he released him along with all of the captive townspeople of Nola. Right. So I guess the miracle was just him 
getting involved and his spiritualness changed hearts and minds. Right. But Greg also claimed that when Paulinus died, his chamber was shaken by an earthquake while the rest mm. of the house stood, stood still as his mm. soul was shaken from his body. So Wait, it just shook in the one room, but Yeah. Um, made a made a little little deathquake. Weird. Yeah. Cuz all the rooms be attached. Mysterious. I mean, no, I guess so. Well. Maybe someone like felt a bit shaky seeing him die yeah <laughs> I mean, like uh, the room like, shaking a dead body Ooh. yeah i suppose it's like you know there was supposedly an earthquake when jesus died as well so it's like a little right? symmetry of that mm. so yeah i mean freeing a whole bunch of of captives good good work yeah you just know? just with your gardening skills i mean i'm currently growing tomatoes and if i could you know change the structural order of things is that getting anybody out of slavery um <laughs> Well, probably not, but that's why I'm not a saint. No, I don't have the miraculous gardening power that he does. That was it on the miracles. Right. Also appearing in the dream, I guess, is kind of a miracle. Yeah, but it's definitely like miracle adjacent, saintly. Uh, what about relics? Do you have any relics? I have that his bones were taken as relics by Prince Grimold III of Benevento, Benevento around the year 800. Mm. And... From the 11th century, they were mm-hmm. kept in the church of St. Adalbert on the island of Tiber in Rome. Wait, but... the island of Tiber in Rome? Yeah, there's an island in Rome. In the Tiber River, and it's also called Tiber. Yeah, or maybe it's an <laughs> island in Tiber and it was just a, a mistake, a typo. Oh, an island um, in the Tiber River would make more sense. Let's see, Anyways. Tiber, not Tiberius, just Tiber. You're looking um, up James Tiberius Kirk. What? Captain Kirk's middle name is Tiberius. Thought we all knew right. that. Um, Did you teach anything in that stupid uh, college? <laughs> stupid dum-dum college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stupid dum-dum college for idiots. <laughs> no, nothing, mm. to be fair. Oh, no, there's an island, Isola Tiberia. Oh, there you go. Sounds Tiber like island, Tiber Island. Which in, yeah, which is right in the middle, of, which is in the middle of the Tiber River in Rome. So they. Uh, is there a church there? There's a hospital Or were they just there. buried in the ground? Oh, yeah. The Basilica di San Bartolomeo de Isola. Oh, well, at the time it was called the Church of St. Adalbert. <laughs> mm, I can see why they changed it. Does not roll <laughs> yeah, that one sounded anymore. more impressive. In 1908, they were translated. Oh, a, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at doing an image search. This is a really cool island of church. Ooh, <laughs> mm, oh, well, nice. we'll add it to our um, St. Misbehaving pilgrimage tour that we're going to do at some point. People don't talk about the Tiber. Like they talk about the Seine or the Thames. I bet the Tiber is nice. Cool. <laughs> just putting we it out there. We should campaign to to make the Tiber one of the the great famous European rivers. Then. Do people talk about the Thames though? I feel like only English people really talk about the Thames. Maybe. Let's feel like the Thames. Well, I don't know. The- I'd say like iconic rivers. You've got the Seine and the Nile and the Mississippi and the Ganges. I would say mm. they're like the the big deal ones. The Volga. Never heard of no. it. The Danube. The Volga. Yep. It's the longest river in Russia. I think it's, okay. it's the longest river in Europe. The Danube I have heard of because of the song. Oh, yeah. Fucking on the Danube. That's a great song. <laughs> no, I, I meant the waltz, but... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, mm, uh, I'm, I'm in You're some like ways more cultured old. than you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so his relics, they ended up in Rome in the end. Uh, so they were in Rome on that little island for a while. And then in 1908, they were translated to a new cathedral in Nola, mm. <gasps> which is an appropriate place for them. But that's not where they ended up. <laughs> Dave, are you kidding me? <laughs> they must be so tired by now. So he started in Nola, and mm-hmm. now you've gone full circle back. Yeah. 
and all, uh, and they're there now. That's where they are now. No, no. Okay, <laughs> that's where they were in 1908. Uh, but what? now, I don't, I don't know when this happened, but now they're kept in somewhere called Sutera in Sicily, where mm. every year at Easter a procession is held in the saint's honor. I, I'm not sure why why Nola was the thing that stuck. I guess he was there for the longest time when he was alive. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, now he's in Sicily. Yeah. Another island. Um, See, I do know some geography. <laughs> but why? Whatever. They, they could have done a procession in Nola. What are the people in Nola doing right now? <laughs> yeah, Sicily already has tourism. <laughs> yeah. Playing Sicily. Come on, Sicily. Be cool. And it's not even like it's just like St. Paula. Paola? Paola? Paulus. Paulinus? Paulinus, thank you. This guy we're talking about. It's not like it's just St. Paulinus. It's St. Paulinus of Nola. So it's like in the name. So like, let's... Maybe that's what the the Nolans like argue. And they're just, Mm. you know, maybe there's a a campaign group to bring him home. Bring our boy home. That's the end of his bones stuff. I'm just trying to... So, based on everything that we have discussed, what do you think his patronages are? Oh, um... Is he the patron saint of campaigning? <laughs> in that campaign he did, town. He did a pretty good job. Is he the patron saint of being just a good governor? Just like being like a good <laughs> okay. public servant. And yeah, like, the, the patron saint of civil servants. Yeah, um, just like he's he's filling in potholes and, you know, making sure that garbage gets picked up. He's doing everything that everybody wants yeah. a politician to do. And, you know, it's like, yeah, good for you. Mm, that's no? fair. Uh, it's not on my list. Uh, but my list is, is the, incredibly short. <laughs> uh, is he the patron saint of having a hot Spanish wife? <laughs> I'm sure there are others yeah, um, just... that are more are more famous. Plus, like she might only be hot in your in your conception of her in your mind. That's her. So. I think that she was beautiful on the inside and out. Yeah, what happened to her? She did the religious. Was she just there with him helping him build churches? Or Yeah, I guess doing... so. Well, you know, she was a woman, so her contributions would have been quite limited. Although she was a noblewoman, so maybe she was yeah. able to financially contribute a bit. Maybe. Um, they gave all their money away. Yes. Wait, so how'd they build so, the churches? Wouldn't it have been more, make more sense to keep the money and then use that <laughs> to build the churches? Well, mm. I think we've seen in other saint stories, you give all your money away and then you ask your rich friends to buy you land for churches, right? That's probably the best. Yeah, you're right. And then that way you're getting like... You get the tax breaks. You make sure that you gave that money to the poor and then you're yeah. draining money from the rich to give to the yeah. poor as well. Yeah. Or at least to the we, church. We, we, we back that idea. I think it's a fine idea. All right. Is he the patron saint of contractors? <laughs> he is not alone in being a saint who built a lot of churches. I know, but it just seemed like I don't know, seemed like a very contractor. Guy. Well, okay, was he? Is he the patron saint of um, bell-based conspiracies? <laughs> <laughs> he is the patron saint of bell makers. Of bell makers, so, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although we've established he probably didn't make any bells himself. Right. I guess the bell makers would be very grateful to him. Right. So then, yeah. He's really the only reason that we have professional bell makers. Yeah. Because otherwise, who's buying bells? Like nobody. <laughs> the occasional clock tower. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> like back then they wouldn't have had clocks really in the same way. So they probably, you know, the the art of making bells would have died out before yeah. mechanical clocks got in, and then every mechanical clock would, I don't know, like have a honking noise or something. Because <laughs> of all the geese. Yeah. Is he the patron saint of localized earthquakes? Or against <laughs> localized earthquakes? Against. Well, no, I mean, he he, uh, he invoked one in a way, didn't he? Yeah. So uh, Very yeah. local earthquakes. Like, I could use an earthquake right now. Right, right here. Like, just right in the middle. What? 
purpose would that serve? Yeah, it's like you're just like my back's feeling very sore, and I would just like I'm gonna lay on the ground in my yard, and like if the earth could shake right now, it kind of just give me a little be, be a bit soothing. Yeah, yeah, like that'd be nice. Yeah, break, break. So could he do that? Is that a thing? You, yeah, I could. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Why don't know. Why don't you in, like ask him to intercede for you and see? if it happens and then Whatever. maybe that'll be your miracle next time alice is going to be home and i would be dehydrated from laying out in the sun of the backyard all day and i'm like i thought there'd be an earthquake <laughs> no, no you might have a, a religious vision if that happens maybe. Uh, what are his patronages then so, besides bellmakers apart from bellmakers and that's all the the ones i have on my official list <laughs> it's just bellmakers oh. but on <laughs> another website it says he is the patron saint of a place Nola? in italy <laughs> No, <laughs> it's Sutera in Italy. In what? Sicily. Doesn't... What in Sicily? Come on, yeah, they stole work... that saint's bones. You don't they... get to be. And then his patronage, yeah. Um, what, were yeah. the people of well, the people of Sutera in Sicily like? Well, they already have Felix of Nola. Yeah. So do they really need? Does Nola, a a town with a population of thirty four hundred? <laughs> oh, was it thirty four hundred? I thought it was thirty four. No, thirty four thousand. Sorry, but a population of thirty four thousand. You know. Yeah. Do they really need two patrons? Do they really need two saints? Yeah. I bet there's another patron saint. Google if there's another patron saint of Sutera. Huh? What is it, Sutera? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there are, in fact, he's one of three. <laughs> See, fucking Sicily, greedy motherfuckers. This is why. All right, I'm calling you out, Sicily. Oh, my this God. Is... <laughs> Wait, I've, I'm fairly sure we've alienated Italians before. That's and fine. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure we should go down that route again. Well, we're getting back that NOLA group because we're standing up against Sicily. Yeah, that's true. Like... That's true. Return those bones. This is going to be a very niche audience that we're appealing to. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it turns out all of our downloads are within 20 miles of NOLA, Italy. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, if everyone in NOLA downloaded, then we'd be we'd be doing pretty well. It's not bad numbers. But yeah, so that's his quite short page. So Bellmakers list. and this place in, in Sicily that stole yeah, the that, bones. Yeah, that wasn't even NOLA. Yeah. Mm. And not even NOLA. Not <laughs> even no uh, yeah i didn't mean to say it like that but it's uh it sounds like you're not impressed i just i'm i'm hurt i'm hurt for him on his yeah. on his behalf i'm like you sh he should have nola as like a default like i just feel like that's that's a gimme <laughs> it should be one of Bell his yeah bell makers 100 percent sense nola yeah. would make a lot of sense as well you know to terror maybe... not so much yeah no Fair. it's terrible even burgundy or wherever he's from oh yeah bordeaux yeah. bordeaux yeah Anyways. um but it doesn't it doesn't really say whether he enjoyed enjoyed wine so mm. um, well i mean he spent his whole life in france spain and italy i think we can assume he probably enjoyed <laughs> wine anna do you yes. think that you would ever have saint paulinus of nola intercede <laughs> for you well i would like to hope that i am never going to be kidnapped that because that was like a, an event where he he genuinely did like something tangibly helpful for people he did so yeah i'm i'm hoping i'd never need his help because i'm certainly not going to become a property developer you'll right. be relieved to hear but what if those properties are churches you just develop even especially not especially build not churches okay. yeah All right. mm. what else was he helpful about i mean i guess he he built a road at <laughs> a hospice yeah so uh again hopefully hopefully won't need his services although i guess in in oxford the state of the roads can be pretty bad we, mm. we get quite a lot of potholes yeah, I was gonna um, say if you do need public works done, 
Yeah, like he's, the, he's the guy he's to the call. One yeah. to intercede for you. I already have a hot foreign wife, so... <laughs> foreign to you. I mean, I, to, I consider yeah. her, you know, one of my fellow... I mean, she's a native to this country, but she was foreign when I met her. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah if and, anything, uh, you're the hot foreign wife. Thank you. It's very sweet of you to say. <laughs> so I've already covered that base, so I don't need his help with that. Yeah. But yeah, I think if I ever need public works done or if I ever like needed bell-based innovation, you know, <laughs> like if I was ever stuck on a problem and like, I was like, what? Like, I don't know. Like I'm always trying to like develop new comedy yes. shows and maybe Yeah, be you like, once maybe flyered a... in a dinosaur outfit I and it was very that. hot. And around this time of year, you don't want to be wearing something that, that warm. So maybe no, you should just invest in a little little bell and uh, some pool. Like a town crier. A heary, yeah. heary comedy. Oxford Comedy <laughs> Festival. Roll up, roll up. Yeah, maybe there's like a way to make comedy out of bells. Like the comedians can only do comedy with bells or about mm. bells. I I would say mm. that if anyone's going to make that happen, it's you. So yeah, well, you're the guy. Then it's not going to happen because I'm not going to do that. Oh, well, okay then. Well, Anna, thank you for bringing me the tale of this effective <laughs> saint whose love of bells has infected the world. <laughs> Whether factually or not. I'm a St. Paulinist of Nola Truther uh, <laughs> about his role in bringing bells to the people. Yeah. As we say in the St. Paulinist Bell Truther community, <laughs> ring-a-ding-ding, let's sing the praises of St. Paulinist. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, but thank you, uh, thank you so much for bringing me the tale of the saint. Well, uh, I, I'm delighted to have inspired your, your neck rabbit hole that you're going to fall down. Well, yeah, i got to look yeah. up the history of bells now. <laughs> Next time you see me, I'm going to have a lot of facts about bells you are not expecting. <laughs> that is a saint misbehaving promise. Have a blessed day. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.